Hello, dreamers. This is Janine. And Stephanie. And this is The Course of Course, episode 64. Welcome back, Stephanie. We've been away for two years. <laughs> it's just a dream, isn't it? It's just a dream. It absolutely is. But it's been a fun two years, and we've got a lot to update folks on. Just in case people have forgotten, I actually moved from Los Angeles to Texas. So Texas is now where the podcast studio resides. And you and I have had amazing experiences in the past couple of years. And I think, thankfully, within our own lives and our own understanding of the dream. So let's get right into it. What's been going on with you? Well, my job finally ended uh, at Fox, where I was for almost 23 years. And it's been almost one year now that the transition occurred. So I've been working from home. And I'm actually working for Course in Miracles teachers, uh, Reverend Maria Felipe and also Jackie Laura Jones. That's unbelievable, right? You really have done a 180 from working at a corporate gig to now kind of living the dream in the dream, but doing it with these amazing spiritual teachers. I'm really grateful to be in their presence and see how they work the course every day in their lives. And I've really learned a lot and I've taken all the tools that they have and I've been working it. And I can say that I'm jealous. I know it's not a course thing to say, but I am. I mean, you are actually doing what I think people would love to do if they had the the time and experience and, you know, the freedom really to be doing that. I mean, you could have gone back into the corporate world, but you created this amazing opportunity where you can sort of stay at home, but still be connected to the course. This is true. I, I feel like it was obviously in my script. Um, I, I think that I had a lot of healing that needed to happen and being able to be home and have the course there to, you know, journal and work and do processes and exercises and get really good at true forgiveness. I've listened to so many podcasts and webinars and all kinds of things. Pretty much staying true, though, to our Gary, Cindy, Jackie. And then I expanded to Maria since uh, I'm working for her and I loved her book, Live Your Happy, which is a theme I'm trying to live. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I'm sure they do. Other course students and those who listen to our podcast, if they have this this core group that we now have, which is amazing. If you listen to our earlier podcast, um, we were really new to the to the environment of the course and you know, after a few years, we ended up kind of being part of this really amazing group of, uh, you know, Gary, Renard and Cindy and Jackie and these really great people. So I feel so grateful for that. But I also think that any student of the course probably has started to expand and, and learn about more people within kind of like this mindset, which is really fun. And it's kind of changed our lives just socially as well. Now, a lot of stuff we do is really course related from a kind of like a social fun perspective. Before it was like other stuff and other areas and, and friend groups. But I think some of our core groups are kind of moving toward the course. Yeah, uh, I think that Jackie's study group based here in Los Angeles was also really helpful because uh, when she felt guided to, you know, to start it, that was I don't know how long ago that was, maybe three years ago. You were still living here and we went together. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I feel blessed that I'm here in the city where 
the teachers that we resonate with happen to reside. So we have a little more access to really undoing the mind and getting the tools for that. It's a good point. Um, now that I'm in Texas, I think I have kind of a different path. So instead of being more, uh, I don't know, extroverted, and I'm a natural introvert for those of you who don't know me personally. Um, but I have gone much further inward than I would have in LA just because we were around a lot of people. It was very kind of like exciting time. But for me, I feel like it's been a, a very introspective uh, move not just to Texas, but also for me personally, I started reading a number of different authors that I wouldn't have read before. Um, so that's been really kind of enlightening, too. And we haven't even talked about this yet, but Gary Renard came out with this amazing book, um, When Jesus and Buddha Were Friends, I think. And he talked about us and he talked about this podcast. <laughs> yes, he did. Blew us away. We're like, are you kidding me? He's talking about us. Um, not only did he write the book, but he came out with the audio book, I think maybe a month or two ago. And we've been kind of devouring that as quickly as we can. Yeah, the lifetimes went of Jesus and Buddha. Yeah. And the cool thing about the audio is anyone could get it. Like they were just in Japan, so people could download it there to listen to. It's a really good point. I, one of the things I love about audio, not just for podcasts, because I consume so many podcasts all the time, but also it is kind of democratic. I mean, you can get it anywhere. You can download it if you're traveling in Australia. You don't have to wait for a book to arrive or to go to a bookstore or whatever. You can just have it right there. Yes. In fact, um, Jackie Laura Jones has a radio blog uh, called True Forgiveness Teachings teachings, true forgiveness teachings, and she's got people all over the world listening, and it is so exciting to hear, like, oh, somebody from this country and that country, and this number of people have listened. It's really great to know that there's this momentum of us all trying to undo the false world and get really a power in remembering who the truth is of what we are, which is love. Love is all there is. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to take a slight sidebar for a second. I was watching the third episode of season eight of Game of Thrones, and I was amazed looking at Twitter. People around the world were watching it kind of at the same time, which blew me away anyway. But to, like, see the reactions to a show that I'm watching at the same time, it's really amazing that technology has allowed us to really be one global village. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. It absolutely is. Um, going back to the when Jesus and Buddha were friends, I, I really do need to find out that actual title of the book. Yeah, I'm going to pull it up on my. <clears throat> it's the lifetimes when Jesus and Buddha knew each other. I have the book in my hands. Um, one of the things that I really appreciate about this book is it isn't so steeped in the course that other people can't happily embrace it. My father read this. Now, understandably, you and I and my sister Lynn are named in this book, which is pretty phenomenal. So he had kind of interest in it. But my father's a very, very Catholic man. He's been Catholic all his life. He's been to church and all that kind of stuff. So for him to read this and he loved it, really blew my mind because this is something that from a course perspective, you can't just hand somebody the big blue course book that you couldn't do it for us. We didn't understand it, right. but this one, the way it was written, my dad was really 
easily able to read it and kind of take it in. He might not have understood a lot of the stuff, but he read it all the way through. So because of that, I'm, I'm really glad that this book was written because it, it can be approached by people who aren't necessarily steeped in the course belief system, but maybe just really like a good book on Jesus and Buddha. Right. And, and, and the stories that Gary learns from Arden and Persa about those lifetimes are mind blowing. Yeah, because we always think about Jesus and Buddha in different lifetimes, separate lifetimes, right? We know Jesus historically in one lifetime and Buddha historically in another. And this book kind of brings them together and basically talks about how they were they were companions over many, many lifetimes. So it's fascinating to see how they both kind of um, became who they were and how close and how much they loved each other in, in these lifetimes it really blows me away. And. I'm finding as I'm getting older, although I do not subscribe to any religion, I'm not a religious person, but Catholicism has been imprinted on me. I went to Catholic schools and all that kind of stuff. I do appreciate the pageantry. Um, I'm a big history buff. I'm sure people know that by now if they listen to this podcast. And a lot of European history is steeped in religious tradition and definitely Catholicism. So as I get older, I'm much more interested in the Jesus of Catholicism, not necessarily the way it's portrayed, but I'm finding myself much more immersed and much more appreciative of Jesus than I ever have been. When I was younger, I kind of feel like I was pushing Jesus away because it was just like, oh, it's Catholic Catholicism and religion. And, you know, I don't, I don't get it, the whole Jesus stuff. But now Jesus has been so important to me in my life that we talked about this in earlier podcasts that we're both Jesus freaks now. And we never would have said that. Like we wouldn't even recognize ourselves from years ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is our friend. He, uh, he wasn't before, but he is now. Yeah. And I really liked because Gary kind of humanized Buddha for me as well, because, you know, sometimes you read about these religious figures and they're sort of high up on some pedestal and you can't really relate to them. And, his stories kind of made me feel like, oh, you know what? I could be like Buddha. Buddha's just like some other guy. I mean, obviously, he's a very enlightened fella. But um, just the stuff that Jesus and Buddha went through and the fact that they actually did walk on this earth and that they experienced the same stuff we did. They were hungry and tired and all that kind of stuff, just like we were or we are. So that, to me, is one of the biggest gifts that this book has given to me, that it it brings Jesus and Buddha to me as if they're just somebody like me and I could maybe if I'm lucky be there at some point and I also know that Jesus and Buddha did a tremendous service to us in showing us the way because before this I don't know if the way was shown but now we can say thank you so much for paving that way you guys did that so now I can just follow I don't have to carve out a path on my own you guys have already laid it now I can just walk down it yeah I agree with you. Their real life experiences are just like ours around love and hate and fears and things like that that get illustrated in the book. I am grateful that Jesus is coming through to different people now since, you know, the Bible isn't really written about anything that's true so much. Um, you know, it's all hearsay and, and rewritten. So, Having the having him write the Jesus and Buddha book was great for unraveling some of that and filling in gaps and showing how we travel in groups 
and we help each other. I think we talked about some other areas and some other books and stuff that have kind of excited us. And one of the books or the book series is a three book series that not only has blown me away, but I reach for it now when I'm in peril, when I'm, you know, not feeling great. This is the book I reach for, and it's called The Way of Mastery. And it is written by someone named Jayam. I learned about this book from you, Stephanie, and I think you learned about it from Maria. He was a guest on our show, Live Your Happy, on YouTube. So I got to interact with him from Hawaii on Skype here in my house, which was really cool as we tested things out. And then when I read his, started reading his book, I'm like, Janine, you got to read this. And I am so grateful because, oh, my gosh, this book probably I, I would argue that this book not only have the other books and certainly the Gary and, and Cindy books and um, and Jackie and Maria. But I needed that. I needed that foundation. But the giant book and the three series have kind of vaulted me, I think, a lot further than I was. And one of the reasons is it feels so pure, the writing, but I can, I feel it's Jesus coming through. And there's a lot of kind of colloquial language and it, it makes sense. I don't know how to describe it. I think when I first read it and I was telling you about it, that I just, I couldn't put it down. Like I still can't. It's so important to me. Like if I had to go onto a desert island and somebody said you could only take one book, it's that book. It's the giant book. It's not like I don't love the other ones, but it's that book that pushed me. That book made me a better person just by reading it. I found that Jesus coming through was so clear for me. And I don't know how to really express this book unless you pick it up and read it. And it's possible that, and we've talked about this before, you have a book and it means something to you and you hand it to somebody and like, you're going to love this book. And they kind of don't. I understand that. I mean, we're not always ready or we're not always interested in a book that somebody else is. Right. So, you know, I wouldn't hand these books out like, you know, here, take this, because, you know, I completely understand they might not want to read that book. But that series of books with Jayam, The Way of Mastery, not only did I read them, I I ordered them in hardback, um, but I also downloaded it. I think, yeah, I did. I brought the giant book on my last flight to L.A. I fly to L.A. often. And I usually also bring my Kindle. And my Kindle has all the, all the other books and all these games and stuff. I didn't even pick it up. I was so immersed in this book that I've read like 20 times now. <laughs> I, I can't, It always feels fresh to me. That The Way of Mastery, book one, is called The Way of the Heart. It has lessons one through 12. Book two is called The Way of Transformation. It has lessons 13 through 24. And book three is called The Way of Knowing. It has lessons 25 through 35. And you can get them all as one giant thing, or you can get them individually, which is what I did. Perfect. That's what you did. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that, that together. Then the other book that I have been reading, actually, I wouldn't say the other book. I would say books. It's the author that I find fascinating. It's Tom Carpenter. And Tom Carpenter has written a few books where he is channeling Jesus. And one of them is kind of like a question and answer book. And that was phenomenal, too, because I also saw Jesus coming through in a slightly different way that he came through in the Giam series, which is fascinating when you hear the, the tone of the channel coming through. 
So Jesus is coming through these these two authors, but in, in slightly different ways. So it's really interesting to see that that difference. But I definitely recognize Jesus in in both of their materials. And Jay even talks about the course, at least in Jayam. I've just started the Tom Carpenter, so I, I don't know if he mentions A Course in Miracles. But I thought that was cool that he did yeah. in The Way of Mastery. I do, too. I agree. Yeah, he does mention the course uh, in the Carpenter material. I believe we talked about this before, but every December we actually go to a um, Gary and Cindy uh, workshop down in San Diego. And this past December, um, you know, we usually just talk to the folks during breaks or whatever that are in the audience. And I was talking to this lovely couple and they're the ones that recommended Tom Carpenter to me. And I thought, oh, OK, I'll check that out. But they also talked about reading The Way of Mastery and Jayam. And when I had asked them, who would you recommend that I read after the Gary material? And they both said The Way of Mastery that they had read it and they were blown away by it. So I, I think it's fascinating um, hearing other people in the course community give recommendations, like what has really moved you, what, it, you know, what would you recommend somebody else? And I am so grateful um, that they recommended also Tom Carpenter because it, had I not talked to them, I might not have had that into my world, but clearly we are the product of what we create in our environment. So, you know, I'll take credit. I created that, that interaction with them so I can get that, that information back. Definitely. It was like a message from yourself to yourself. Yes. <laughs> I have a, a good friend um, up in Northern California, and I've been talking to him, you know, pretty, pretty regularly. He had lost his job, so he's been um, unemployed for you know, almost a year. And so He's had some ups and downs, as can happen, and I was trying to gently talk to him about the course in ways that made sense for him instead of just coming out and saying, well, here's the deal. I found it interesting in his reaction to some of the stuff that I said, and I realized that you really can't say to somebody, well, look, the situation you're in is because you created it, because a lot of people aren't ready to hear that. Some people might say, oh, wow, that's really insensitive or whatever. So I recognized pretty early on that was probably not um, the direction to go to in a conversation. But I also have noticed as time has gone on that he's starting to ask me questions. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves for him. He's also very, very Catholic. So we do have that in common. But because he's Catholic, I think he's a little more open to spirituality and the possibility of other things. Uh, I'm just, I'm really pleased that he's kind of in my universe again. We were, we were close for years and then kind of lost touch and now we're close again, just to see how we can help each other. Like I would love to learn more from him about where he's going with his spiritual journey. And I think he's becoming a little more interested in what you and I do, Stephanie, and you know, the fact that we're in this, this book and why, why were we in this book? Why are we in a book that's talking about the lifetimes when Jesus met Buddha? You know what I mean? So it, it's the whole thing is like mind blowing anyway, but I think it's just really a product of where we are at any moment in our lives. And where we are right now, I'm really kind of happy for us. I'm definitely proud and happy of, for you. And I just feel like things are moving in the direction that we had created anyway. But I am embracing it in a, in a way that I probably wouldn't have embraced a few years ago. Definitely. I think having some time for, for me personally to go inward in the space 
um, of, you know, being at my house this last year has really, I'm so grateful for this time to dig my heels in, you know, and really get to the bottom of true forgiveness, healing all my resentments and grievances with people and organizations, you know, people I worked with, people I date, family members, just really trying to hone in specific messages that I'll have around my house. Like I am determined to see, you know, just like a reminder or um, I'm standing at the end of time with Jesus and Holy Spirit and only love is real. You know, like I'll just put messages up all over whatever fancy mood I'm in at the moment from whatever I've read and feel inspired, but I still am a big advocate for stickies and signs and symbols to help refocus. Like even today I felt, I felt off. Um, yesterday I actually puked. I think uh, my superfood shake was a little too much and I hadn't eaten enough food, food. And it's put me, it just kind of put me in a spiral of depression just a little bit. But then earlier today I was like, wait a minute. My function is to be the light of the world, and that's all I'm supposed to be. You know, just keep practicing true forgiveness and remember who I am. And I still have to drill it in, you know. It's not all rosy, but I definitely have much more power in it. As soon as I notice my peace is gone, I can get my peace back pretty quickly now. So I'm grateful. Good for you. I need to learn that. I mean, I will get it, but I still see that I immediately react And then I have to pull back and go, okay, hold on. My thing is I have a tendency, unfortunately, to immediately react. And then I have to pull back and go, okay, hold on. You know, get get your peace back. Let's come back. I can do it faster, but I'm not saying it's immediate. So back to what you're saying, I just need to practice more. But believe me. The universe gives me more than my share of opportunity (laughs) to figure this out. Like every day when something happens, I'm like, okay, universe, I get it. Thank you very much for the opportunity to try again. As I move forward, I'm not saying that this is fun, but I've been much better at work in terms of that's always been my Achilles heel of recognizing that I would have created some sort of what I would call work monster, somebody who you know, I see as evil or bad or wrong or whatever. I hopefully have kind of passed that. Um, I no longer have that anymore. I had this one person that I was sort of casting in that role and I kind of got past it. So we don't have we don't have any beefs or issues or anything, which is great. But I can't say that every day there isn't something that will, you know, push my button. And again, I, I do feel grateful that the universe continues to provide me with opportunity. And I feel grateful that at least I'm aware that these are just opportunities for me to get better at forgiveness and not just be mad all the time. Um, it's very easy, I think, to kind of be a victim of our own lives. And I know that I'm not a victim and no one is. I mean, we create it all, unfortunately and fortunately. So it's just kind of, you know, meandering through life and trying to figure this one out. Yeah, I think it's it's good to know or remember when we've lost our peace as just the ego having its way with us. You know, well, no matter what's happening on the screen, it's the ego world. Now, we can bring Holy Spirit Jesus with us in the morning as we, you know, in every moment that we remember. But it's designed to not be fun here. 
And I sometimes don't like that. That's a really good point. It's designed not to be fun here. I agree. It's not. It's it's like, okay, you're in third dimension. Let's just figure out how we can forgive this dream and forgive this illusion. We put ourselves here for a reason, but the reason we're here is to transcend it. So, you know, every day is just a, a matter of, okay, one more step toward me releasing this whole illusion so I can move on and remember I'm with God anyway. Another helpful thing I sometimes will think of is just the unconscious guilt. There's so much of it and it comes out in all odd ways. So even if I don't understand why something is happening or what is happening, there's nothing to figure out. It's just the ego trying to pull me away from the love that I am and I can just turn it over. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I have been doing lately is writing down when something bothers me, you know, what would Jesus do? What, what would Jesus do? What would love do in this situation if somebody's pinging and pushing my buttons? It's like, OK, hold on. What, how would Jesus handle this? So it's like getting into that mindset and saying, OK, this guy is probably not the nicest guy. And I could say, hey, you big jerk or whatever. But that's not what Jesus would say. That's not what love would say. Mm-hmm. So finding the words and the sentiment and the feeling to just be like, it's OK. You know, it's okay. How how can we make this better? How can we work together to make this better? How can I support you? It's like finding a different way to see the situation instead of kind of getting sucked into the ego world of the negativity and trying to get somebody and being snarky and sarcastic. That they're separate from us. Yeah. Not. We created them. Exactly. We created them. To remind us who we are because of the separation, because of the pain that we're feeling. It's like, oh, thank you for reminding me of this pain that you're causing me isn't real. It's just you know, go. There's this woman that I work with who I kind of didn't like for a while, to be honest. Um, but now I'm starting to really appreciate the fact that she is very, very good politically. And, you know, whenever you're in a work environment, you see people who are like political animals. I don't see it as a negative anymore, but she chooses the right things to say. And now I can recognize that. Like the way she talks to people is actually really good. And it's fair and kind. And I used to think of it as, oh, it's manipulative. I don't see that at all anymore. So, you know, I, I kind of feel like I owe this this woman a huge apology. <laughs> but, you know, again, I created her and I created the situation. But, you know. We we learn from everybody. There's a lesson from everyone. We just have to remember to take it in. Yeah, I mean, the reason we're in a body having all these experiences is because we have a belief we're separate from God. So the second we can just remember that we're not really, we're still in heaven. We're just having that dream that we're separate. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just one mind dreaming all this muckety muck. Pea soup. It is pea soup. I was um, watching a cable news channel, which I know better, but it was pinging my buttons, right? Because there's a lot of what one might call injustice in the world currently. Um, and I was kind of getting sucked up into it. And I thought, okay, back off. You know, this, who cares? It's, you, you don't need to use any focus on this stuff. It's not real. Stop making it real and stop getting angry at something that isn't real. Very easy to do, though, because our egos wants to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Watch The Kindness Diaries instead on Netflix. 
Oh, that's a good commercial. So the Kindness Diaries. It's a wonderful show. This man travels all around the world on a motorcycle to begin with, and then in season two with a car. And on the kindness of strangers, whether it's putting gas in the car, feeding him, giving him a place to live, Mm -hmm. he travels. And then as he meets someone that has a need, he's actually a gazillionaire, so he's able to help people. And sometimes it's like getting cataract surgery for a thousand people in India, or it's down in South America creating a program for the kids at the Catholic school so that they have after school programs or, you know, a pet thing for all the animals that they're storing at some house. I don't know. It's just, it's a fun thing. I, I really feel like whatever things we put in our, like through the body's eyes, through the TV can really sway us. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And that's why it's so amazing when we see stuff on TV that is very inspiring. Yes. I'd like to share it. Let me just please um, announce Jackie's book. It's called Mm -hmm. All Peace, No Pieces, A Course in Miracles Take on the World. And we've both read it. And it's it's a new book. It's book one of a series of books. But it's a wonderful book for people that either have tried to read the blue book and can't get through it like we couldn't and haven't read DU. This is a little bit more manageable because it's a smaller book. And she does some great stuff on relationships and talks about working in the world and how you finally get your dream job and then it's taken away from you and, you know, like all kinds of relatable things. I just love Jackie's work. So I want to let you know her book is available. Yeah, I I wrote a book review on Amazon and I got to say, to me, Jackie's book is the book to read if you're coming into the course, if you're interested in what the course is. It's so well written. It's so pure and clean. And uh, it's another one that I think I got the the book, I don't know, like eight o'clock one night and I read it all night. Like I couldn't put it down. Like I completely was absorbed into it. And that's the one that I highly recommend to anyone. Like I could give that to my father. He'd read it and he'd probably get it on some level. Um, she just has a great way of telling the story. She's got a great narrative view, but she also explains the course. It's not like a, a, a light and fluffy book. I mean, it, it's impactful and it's important. And, you know, it is the book that I recommend to anyone who is interested in The Course in Miracles. All right. So I think our time is done for today. It's so good to be back in the saddle. And thank you so much, listeners, for hanging in there. We will be back on a regular basis. Now that we understand more technical stuff, um, we are able to bring this to you. When I moved to Texas, we had a little bit of a technical glitch, but it's all taken care of now. So we will be coming back to you um, pretty regularly. And Upcoming is a big Course in Miracles conference. It's in Boston, and it's at the end of May. In fact, I'm going for sure, and I I sure hope you are too. I think you're going. Yes. It's at the Omni Parker House on May 23rd through the 26th. And if we're lucky, we'll be able to do some podcasting there at the, the conference. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. Come say hi to us. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. And thanks, listeners. And we look forward to coming back to you soon. Thank you. Good night. Have a great dream, everyone. Bye-bye.